Keep the Faith by Anna Tejano Chapter 5 As it turned out, Sweet Reds had already been closed for an hour before we got there. From his car, Nico and I stared at the dim storefront, his dismay so palpable that even I felt disappointed. He peered at the store with his chin on the steering wheel, as if staring at it could make it magically open again. Well, that's too bad, Nico said for the third time that night. I'm sorry. He glanced at me, messy hair falling into his eyes as he turned his head. He brushed his hair back and shrugged. Hey, it's okay. Not your fault. I know, I just feel like I should say sorry. It seems like you really wanted to get here. Well, yeah. He looked at the store again and sighed. Is it for the lemon squares? No, I was supposed to get their Revel Bars. I shook my head. My best friend's co-worker makes way better Revel Bars. Sweet Red's lemon squares are fantastic, though. It's a good thing I didn't catch them today, then. I'll go back for the lemon squares next time. Better get here earlier. Yes, definitely. He threw one last look at the store before starting the car. I'm sorry for wasting your time. I'll drop you off now. Point the way? His phone rang before we even moved. I recognized the tone immediately because it was a song from this British boy band that even the kids in Iloilo really loved, and because Nico's phone would play the tone at exactly 4.15 every afternoon. He hesitated, so I told him I didn't mind waiting a little more so he could take the call. He nodded gratefully. I pulled my phone out of my bag to keep myself busy. There was a message from Rain about Mark's birthday party the next day, and another from April asking if I was home yet. As I replied, I heard Nico speaking to someone in another dialect. It took me a while to realize that I understood what he was saying. Well, part of it anyway. Because it was in Ilongo, which I had learned during my stay there. I tried my best not to eavesdrop as I fiddled with my phone. But bits and pieces of the conversation pierced my concentration. He was apologizing for not getting the revel bars, and he promised to make it up next week. He asked what was for dinner, and then said he's not sure how long his travel time back home would be because of the traffic. Then he fell silent, and for a moment, I was afraid he caught me eavesdropping. Then he laughed softly. It sounded affectionate, like he was talking to his girlfriend. Then again, Ilongos always sounded like that. Panga, he said, after he finished laughing, and that confirmed my theory. Panga, the Ilongo term for someone you love. Of course, Nicolas Tamayo had a girlfriend. Someone as hot as him would have one. Did I just call him hot in my mind? My cheeks burned and I tried to focus my phone, afraid that he would see my face and somehow discover what I was thinking. I was still mindlessly clicking through my phone when he cleared his throat. He looked at me expectantly, his eyes wide in the dim car. I know I promised to bring you home already, but can I ask for one more favor? Where's the closest drive through place here? You mean fast food? He shrugged. It's a long drive home and my last meal was hours ago, and they didn't save dinner for me. There were a number of restaurants that he would pass by on his way home, I wanted to point out. But I decided not to. I still wasn't looking forward to going home, so I pointed him to the fast food branch I knew. After asking if I wanted anything, to which I declined, he ordered a burger meal with extra large fries. He must have been really hungry because as soon as he got the food, he found a parking spot, took out the red carton of fries, and started eating as he tried to make it fit the cup dispenser. I watched him, my nose wrinkling involuntarily. 
Potatoes weren't my favorite kind of starch. I would eat it if I had no other choice, but I dislike how it becomes junk with how it's cooked. So fries, especially fast food fries, were one of the things I avoided, especially after watching a documentary about how they were made. Give me my cheese pizza instead, please. He saw my expression. You want some? I made a face. Ugh, do you know what's in those? Uh, potatoes? Treated with pesticides and chemicals, not to mention hydrogenated oils, anti-foaming agents, artificial colors, preservatives. I rattled off, counting them off one by one with my fingers. And it's deep fried, which means there's so much fat, not to mention all the salt in there. Eat that every day and your heart just might burst from high blood pressure, and the fries will still be in your gut. He looked at the fries, then back at me, and slowly smirked. Let me guess. You read that in those pseudo-health articles online, didn't you? I did see it first from those articles posted online, but I researched it afterward. I wanted to reach out and wipe that smirk off his face, but I crossed my arms and glared at him instead. Okay then, suit yourself. He finally made the carton fit and picked up several pieces to stuff in his mouth. These are really good though, like it just came from high-fat oil. He didn't see me roll my eyes at him as he eased out of the parking spot. So where is home? He asked. Alabang. His eyes widened. You walk from the HQ all the way to Alabang? How do you do that? Do you have superpowers or something? Uncontrollable laughter burst from my mouth. It was the kind that made my stomach hurt and brought tears to my eyes, something I hadn't done in a long time. It took a while before I managed to control my laughter. No, no, I said, after I had caught my breath. Sorry, I rent an apartment near the HQ during weekdays. My parents live in Alabang. So I wasn't seeing things then. I wanted to say hi, but I wasn't sure it was you. Then you left. I decided not to explain that I was actually running away from him. We stopped at an intersection, and I pointed to the right. I can drop you off at Alabang tonight if you want to, he said after a beat. That was nice of him. Thanks, but I'm going somewhere tomorrow. Fieldwork? I shook my head. I think I might have hit the quota for fieldwork after my mission. Nico raised his eyebrows at me, and I added, Not that there's a quota, but April's intent on letting me rest. Catch up on sleep and all, but sleep is for the week. We finished at the same time. We exchanged looks and laughed. So why don't you join the party tomorrow? I don't think April can do anything if you just show up. I'm going to surprise brunch tomorrow. It's my friend's birthday. And catch up. We have another party in the afternoon. I swear I'd really love to do that, but I have to go home after, I said. My mom would throw a fit if I don't. She's been on my case because I'm not home enough. I snapped my mouth shut, surprised that I had shared that. I barely knew him. Well, I'm not surprised, Nico said, glancing at me. I mean, parents always want to see their children, even if they're technically not kids anymore. If my mom had her way, I'd be home every weekend too. Aren't you? No, the rest of my immediate family is in Iloilo City. I'm staying with my aunt here. Oh yeah, that was in Sir Tony's announcement. The Iloilo part, I mean, not your aunt. They told me you were there in a mission trip, when I was hired, he said. So you slept on my desk. Our eyes met, and his grin widened which prompted you to look for me online. My cheeks burned as I remembered that morning. 
<laughs> this is so embarrassing. I didn't mean to do that or bring it up. I'm sorry, Faith, he interrupted. The way he said my name sounded different somehow, and there was laughter in his eyes. It's okay. I deserve that. But just so you know, I don't usually plan on making pretty girls mad at me the first time I met them. It's not something I want to turn into a habit. It took me a moment to realize that he had called me pretty. Warmth unfurled from the middle of my chest, and I bit my bottom lip, flattered. So, you go home to Alabang every day? I asked, changing the subject. Why don't you just rent a place near the office so you won't have to? I thought about that, but I can't, he replied. He reached another stoplight, and he took that time to eat some more fries. Free lodging and all. And I don't want to, actually. I go against the rush hour on my way home, so the daily drive's not so bad. Most of the time. Are you serious about that? Have you ever been in Manila when it's payday and it's raining? I have, and it was terrible. It took me six hours to get home, Nico admitted. The light turned green and I pointed to the right. But I like living there. It reminds me a bit of home. Once you get past the express wave traffic, it's a pretty good place. Well, he was right about that. The south was quieter than being in the heart of the metro. But the traffic was the deal-breaker. The travel time and the stress of driving just weren't worth it for me. Renting an apartment was one of the best and cheaper decisions I made, together with my career shift. And my place wasn't just close to the HQ, but also to my friend's houses and James's office. I couldn't imagine being on the road for six hours. That was already the equivalent to a round-trip drive to James's grandparents' house in Lucena. Different strokes for different folks, I guess. We're here! I said, pointing to the apartment complex at the right. Nico eased into the driveway and stopped the car before turning to me. Thanks for accompanying me, Faith. I really appreciate it, he said. I was seriously questioning my first impression of him as a sullen guy, because he hardly looked like that now. You're welcome, I replied. Thanks for dropping me off. Can you find your way home from here? Nico nodded. Yeah, I think so. If you get lost, call me. Okay, thanks, he held his phone out to me. But I don't have your number. There. I handed him back his phone after I had entered my number and called myself so I could save his number as well. I will probably give sucky directions, but I will try my best. Thanks, Nico paused. So, I'll see you on Monday? Yeah, see you. You sure you don't want fries? He shook the half-empty container at me with a grin. I made a face again. No, thank you. I don't want anything clogging my arteries tonight. He laughed, then tossed some fries into his mouth. Okay, more for me. I climbed out of the car, closed the door gently, and started walking to the apartment. Then I thought of something, turned around, and walked back to the car, which was still idling in the driveway. Nico rolled the window down and gave me a curious look. I smiled. Halong sa pag-drive, Nico. Nico's lips squirted, and his dimples said hello again. Good night, french fries. This episode was sponsored by Kiss and Cry by Mina V. Esquera. A figure skater and a hockey player meet again after 10 years in a relationship that never happened. But they'll get their second chance right now. Thank you. Available on Amazon, Apple Books, Kobo, Google Books, and other retailers worldwide. 
Keep the Faith by Ana Tejano. Text copyright, Ana Tejano. Narrated by Jade Albert. Produced by Tanya Arpa and Mina V. Esquera. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Links to subscribe and buy the books are on romancepodcast.com. Treated with pesticides and chemicals, not to mention hydro... Wait, I need the profit. Wait, I... And my place wasn't just close to the HQ, but also to my friends' houses. Friends' friends houses and James's office. I have, and it was horrible. It terrible. Was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. James's, but friends. Yeah, but James's. Okay. okay. Hydrogenated, 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 hydrogenated oils. Hydrogenated.